You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. Hello everybody, hello Sid Talk. Hello. How are you? I'm well, you... I am uh, fine, thank you. It's very cold here. Not in this room. It's like 100 degrees. <laughs> We've cranked it up a yeah. little bit. But outside, it is snow. There is snow in the ground. Correct. That's all right, though. We don't. We don't. We aren't the winter hater people. But I'm not in love with being cold. And I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yes, I'm getting older. Oh, there I said it. And that's probably why I don't like the cold. It sucks, but it's true. This was not the before the after the show discussion, except you were talking about certifications of master gardening. Right. What does it take to what do you have to know to be certified as a master gardener? We were just exploring that. That was about it, really. Interesting. (laughs) All right. It is Saturday, January the 16th. This is after the show 667. We're a weekly movie review podcast. This week, we're looking at the movie Promising Young Woman. It's a 2020 movie. Releases, it's actually not out on Blu-ray. It's out on Video On Demand on from January the 15th. So you can rent this movie right now as you're listening to this. It's from Universal, and it's rated R. And what's this movie about? What's the synopsis, Sid Talk? Hmm. I mean, bottom line, revenge movie. All right. And I'll give you the one off the box. Which actually, it will not be that. It won't be what I mm-hmm. just said. This one is not off a box because I don't have a box, but it's off a website. A young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. That's the actual synopsis. That doesn't really sound right, though. I mean, yeah, when I say revenge movie, I'm not exactly getting it right either. No, to be it's, a, it's actually quite hard to pin down mm-hmm. exactly what it is. So that's good. So um, there will be some spoilers if you listen to this review. So maybe you want to go and see it or don't go and see it (laughs) and just listen to what we have to say. Just do whatever you want. But we will warn you up front. There'll be some spoilers. So promising young woman, I'm going to ask Sid Talk here Mm -hmm. what she thought of it. She's going to say, I loved it. And then that's the end. Right? I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you the sneaky chap? (laughs) All right, you have, to, you have to elaborate <laughs> on that. I loved it. I loved it because it's well-made, first of all. It's, um, I'd, when you watch it, those of you who are going to see it, or now that you've seen it, if you have seen it, I get it. There's going to be topics and approaches to the subject matter that people are going to disagree with. I even disagree with some of it on some level. Um, however, as a movie, and about this character and what she's doing... I think it's really well put together and performed really well. And I just, I enjoyed it. If you want to say enjoy, because it's also kind of a dark, sad tale. So we'll just tell you what it's about, right? This is a spoiler Yeah, portion. just outline the, um, the plot. I right. Mean- uh, this young woman is 30. She dropped out of medical school. 
seven years ago because her best friend was, through the course of the movie, we find out was raped by a bunch of college students, fellow college students in a dorm room, and then nothing ever came of it. No one ever admitted it. The dean didn't follow up on it. I mean, no one was ever punished for it. And the friend, we surmise, because it's never said explicitly, then ends up committing suicide. So this friend, who is now still alive seven years later, has dropped out of college and all that, and she's on a revenge kick. And she wants to basically just bring everyone to justice. And have people remember a friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, she existed, and this happened, and now you all just start getting on with your life, and she's having a hard time with that. Yeah. So it's not like um, a revenge movie like I Spit on Your Grave. Or That's, Revenge. Yeah, or Revenge. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. But it is a revenge movie. I but guess it, we could define revenge different ways. Because if yeah. revenge is you just have to admit within yourself what you did. And if that's enough, because there's nothing else you can do about the past. No. Right? If this man who's now, you know, I mean, we're only talking seven years later. They're only 30. They were in their early 20s, right? So we're not talking about like 16-year-olds and now they're 50. We're just talking about... You know, just a few years has passed, so... No. What I liked about this movie, um, A, number one, or A, <laughs> um, is, firstly, the style of it I really like. It uses um, really bright colors. There's kind of a neon-y thing going on a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, very static, kind of composed shots that are purposely composed, you know? Like... Uh, Wes Anderson does like that, like it's very yeah, clear. Yeah, there's that, a lot of that. Yeah, I really, I've always, I like that kind of framing, and I like that it's very colorful, like almost bubblegummy at times, which is actually a reference to the movie. Yeah, but um, it's super colorful, and at at the beginning when it started, it also has a very Tarantino esque title card. Do you remember that with the date at the bottom and mm-hmm. everything? It's like a grind, almost like a grindhouse title card, like for not not Tarantino, but you know, Tarantino stole it from grindhouse movies. But they used to have the little date in the corner, and this says "Promising Young Woman, 2020," and it's kind of grind. So when it started, I wasn't quite sure what it was. I was like, "Okay, is this like a Tarantino movie?" Oh, and then it started, and it, it's a little bit goofy the way it's played out at the beginning. I was like, "Oh, this is like a comedy, right?" Yeah, felt like it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that movie we watched with the two girls getting revenge? Um, it was Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. It had like a certain feel about it. Do you remember? Getting revenge on each other? No, they were like, she, one was the, she was the nanny for her or something. And she was like this glamorous woman and she came in and it, it had this, it was by Paul Feig, but I forget what the name of the movie was. But it had this... Um, kind of whimsical kind of feel about the filmmaking and the, the script. Mm. This kind of started that way. And I was like, oh, is this a comedy? Or is this a revenge? I don't, I don't quite know what it is. But as it went on, it kind of lost that kind of edge that it had at the beginning. And it started turning into a drama. And then it, it never gets like, you know, fantasy or anything like that. But there was parts where I was like, oh, is this a dream or is this a, is this, we-? you know, it feels a bit weird. 
Hmm, I never had any of that. There's a lot of things going on in the movie. A lot of di- it felt different. Like it kept taking twists and turns. And what I said to you, what I liked about it the best is, I could never. And I I've watched some. You know, we've both watched so many movies. I can usually put by about a third of the way in. I can put a pin on what's pretty much going to happen in the last act. You know, it's not. It's usually not that difficult to do that, right? Correct. I don't. I couldn't do it for this movie. I I was constantly going. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what's happening. So it's full of twists and turns, but they're not necessarily twists and turns. Sometimes it's just like, oh, like my brain was in a completely different mode when I was thinking about these two characters, and now it's like, oh, you know, it just kept doing that to me. And it did it right up to the very end. There was, I was, um, there was never a moment where I was like, okay, I've figured this out. Because <laughs> I hadn't figured it out. And it's, it's not a complicated thing, what's going on. It's just, it's not presented in the usual way. In fact, they don't go like crazy ever. Like there's a scene where, she, where a guy, like she's in, a tra- in traffic and a guy gives her a load of shit. And she gets out of a car and smashes his <laughs> <Yeah>. car. <laughs> But it never gets like super intense. It's just like she smashes some of his lights and then she get looks at him like to kind of turn it on him. Like, right. Well, because he's giving her, he's calling her a bunch of names. That's and exactly shit. Like he's really horrible I mean. to her. Yeah. And then when she decides like, you know, what, I'm going to take your shit anymore. Then he gets all, then he starts yelling at her and like. Which is great. And it's not, what, what I'm saying is it never like takes the normal route. It's not like, oh, I understand what this scene is. She's going to go crazy and maybe it's in with a tire iron. It isn't, it isn't that. And it never is exactly what you think, ever. True. It's always like, oh, it's just, basically she smashes his lights and gets back in a car, uh, just leaves. And then there's other well, moments. Well, I don't, I don't know about that, because there she has this moment after she's done it and he drives away where she's standing in the road and then she has this, like, shudder in herself. But and it's I think, not what? But I, that's the moment when I think she realizes... I cannot escape this because I wasn't even gunning for that fucker. I don't even care about that guy. And I lost my mind for a split second. Yeah. And now this is me. Like, so everything, there is no escaping me now. Like, you know. Yeah. Everything has a meaning or a... There's nothing like superfluous in the movie either. Like, there's nothing like that's just trying to go for like shock value or whatever. That's what I felt too. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in it is like purposely oh well she did that because and then later on you'll be able to join the dots she was doing this because she needed to get to this and uh the dots really get joined it's not unsatisfying <laughs> um i i see people I see out there people? film film reviewers etc who loved it until the last 10 minutes happened <laughs> and that seems to be the problem for people who i don't know that I just kept reading the word triggered. It was really annoying, actually. I was like, hold on, let me <laughs> look at this. I'm not making fun of people who say they're triggered by bad things. Don't get us wrong. No. We get it. That's a real thing. However, just like with all things in humankind and in society, when someone comes up with a reason, a reason for people to have emotional and mental health trauma, and there are actual reasons then other people can use that as an excuse. And sometimes I feel like that's the territory we're in with the trigger generation. And you can hate me if you want. That's cool. But that's what I got from the gist of you saying what people were saying. Like, I get it. But if we say that every single thing that bad 
that happens to people in movies and stories. Don't forget we have books. We have every kind of story now. We can tell stories and all kinds of... If we decide we cannot tell stories about bad things that happen to people because other people in real life to whom those bad things have happened will now be triggered. Do you know what will happen? There'll be no stories. <laughs> like, there'll be nothing. So yeah, I no, get no. it. I get it that this actually can but, really upset people. But that's kind of the point. Yeah, that is the point. And it's yeah. dealing with a very, you know, It's a very horrible thing. Yes. It's dealing with rape. Yeah. Rape. And the concept of a young woman who's drunk at a party and then men rape her and she doesn't remember or know it and she didn't want it to happen, that it is her fault. This is what we're dealing with. The mentality that still exists in the 21st century. So I think it's fine if it gets you upset. And what's, yeah, I think another unique thing about this movie is the way it's all presented. It's a really serious, like, horrible thing that it's dealing with. But um, it, it's presented differently than you would think. It never really gets, it doesn't get violent in a way. I mean, a little no, bit, right? It's so, implied I mean, sometimes, but yeah. yeah. But it doesn't, like, go, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to get super violent and shock you here. Even though, yeah, yeah there's something. But... And mostly it's like well lit and really kind of, like I said, colorful. And sometimes, I don't know, there's interesting dialogue between people, like when she spits in the guy's coffee yes. and it kind of starts this relationship going. Um, so that, you know, that has that odd kind of relationship thing that I love, like in a Punch Drunk Love, which should be one that I recommend this week. Oh, really. Yeah. Punch Drunk Love is a weird love story. Yeah, you know, where it's it's not really ordinary. It's just kind of out there a bit, and but it still works as a love story. And this kind of does, but it's not really going for that, is it? I mean, mm -hmm. there is there is like a, I would say, a good 20-minute chunk of the movie in the middle where it turns almost like rom-com-y a bit. Like, um, not rom-com, what do you call it? Like a love movie, like uh, it, like it gives you that feeling. Oh, they're happy, they're yeah. together, and there's a montage, and you know, and she and he goes to see her parents, and it just feels fluffy and nice for a bit, for a minute. But this movie is not what that is. It's not a nice fluffy movie, no. really. I mean, it goes really quick, and this she goes to see this. Like this is where I'm talking about. I don't know where this movie's going. She goes to see this principal. A uh, dean of a, of a dean, college. Dean of a college, sorry. And uh, I don't know where that comes... And when the conversation starts going, I'm like, oh, what? What? What did she what do? What are you saying? What? what did she do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then That's she when goes, you're teetering on, is this really dark and horrible? Is she horrible? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to see this, the, the guy who Alfred Molina plays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's like... A, a, I'm like, where's this coming from? Like, what? I love this, but like... I don't. I didn't expect this to be the next scene. You he know? was basically a lawyer who defended all these, who defends these the young men who are accused of rape through however long. He's an older guy, so his whole career essentially, and then saying she's come to him to get some revenge or whatever she's going to do to him. But then he's actually completely, broken. genuinely broken and ready for it. He said he had like a emotional, mental breakdown when he had his epiphany. And he said, he I've just doing. been waiting for this day. Yeah. He's been waiting for somebody to come because he gets it. He gets it. And she sees that instead of letting him off the hook, like, Oh, but, and it's super powerful. She cries and yeah. he's kind of begging. Like is, it's just, 
it was a scene I didn't, you know, I was like, whoa, what is this scene? Like, mm-hmm. it goes from one thing to another where you're like, and then I was like, okay, all bets are off. I don't know where she's going next or who she's going to quiz or talk to. And at the beginning of the movie, she's um, like pretending to be drunk, like in clubs. Mm-hmm. That's so what I thought the whole movie was. To be I honest. actually thought it was uh, like a like a um, one of those type of movies. She pretends to be drunk. She some yeah. guy creeps on her and then she murders him. Yeah, really not that movie. No, <laughs> really not. But I mean, there's mo- there are moments where she pretends to be drunk and guys creep on her and they get pretty creepy, and then she confronts them. But it's not, like I say, it's not a violent thing. It's more of an emotion thing, like where she, basically know, lectures them. Shows them what they are, like. She said, like, like this. Because every single guy says to her, but I'm a nice guy. After they're just trying to fuck her uh-huh. while she's so drunk or appears to be, they are convinced she's super drunk, right? So now they're trying to have sex with her, knowing she's this drunk and on purpose. And then when she they realize she's not drunk, she's like, yeah, but just a minute ago, you really... Yeah, it's you really wanted to, good. And then they're fact. just like, they're terrified of her, which, you know, she's a little scary. And she, then he says, I think I'm scared of you. And she yeah. says, they all say that at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's got funny. It's really weird because, like, it's a really serious shit that's going on. But then sometimes you're kind of laughing. Sometimes you're like, wow, this guy's a real creep. And she's really putting him on the spot. I never felt like she was really in danger most of the time. I felt like she was pre- really in control of what she was doing. You know, even with yeah, until that, till the one point, <laughs> yeah. Which sadly, um, so when we get to this point, talking about is, this is a great movie, by the way. I really loved it. I want to say though, we're going to talk about the ending now. So, you should leave the room, <laughs> go away, leave it. Well, perhaps I shouldn't be telling people not to go, not to listen to us. You should go away. <laughs> uh, go away, come back. I'm going to talk about the ending. Uh, now, the ending. When I read loads of reviews. This is what people were saying they were triggered about. Were you triggered about the end? Explain the ending. I'm not mocking the trigger thing yet again. I don't mean to explain it because I sound like I'm babying everybody. We're not mocking that. But it when you read what people write, you get a little eye-rolly. It's just, sadly, but that's it's hard to sort out the genuine broken people from the people who are not. So, uh, what was I thinking about what? So... Well, like the rest of the movie, the ending is not its not how you think it's going to work. Like, it works differently than... For me, it did anyway. I was yeah. like, okay. So, explain the ending and why people would be annoyed The whole by ending? It. Well, just... You can do it in a short Cliff Notes version, if you like. No, I don't mean... I'm not sure which end you mean, because if we're talking about... What happens after she dresses as a nurse, let's say. Okay, there's two things that happen. One is the knee in the face and one is the ultimate at the wedding. So that's two things that happen. Yeah. Right. And okay. So we'll talk about it fully and openly. At one point she goes to the guy who's actually is the one that she has pinpointed the most as being the dude who raped her friend. Cause it's, she now knows there's a video she's which she's seen and he's doing it and having a good time and it's horrible. So she shows up at his special party dressed as a stripper, lures him, tries to... All she's going to do, when you figure it out, all she's going to do is not kill him or anything, right? But ultimately, he freaks out and kills her, right? Yes. So that's the biggest spoiler of all. And And you're just like, what the... No, she's not. She can't be. 
Like your brain is going, no, 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 no. You can't. You can't kill her. That's not how this story goes. But ultimately, she's smarter than all of them. She knew what she was going to do. And I said, she's like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. She just had to sacrifice herself to get the shit done. And that's what happened. Now, people will be annoyed because they've grown to love the character, I guess. Sure, and then sure. at this point, like, she's she uh, doesn't get to live again. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, but she knows what she's doing. But it was doing. her own choice. Yep. Well, she didn't choose for him to kill her. No, but she knew she what knew was going to happen. She knew it might have happened, yeah. Yep. Otherwise, she wouldn't have set up everything the way she did. And I mean, she was going to, she was going to, like, write uh, the name all over him. Mm-hmm. She was going to do some violence. The, to, that'll be the first violence that she has actually perpetrated. Yeah, this guy, she was... Against the guy who actually did... So she was going to write the name of a friend on him. Permanently, let's say. Um, so, yeah. And then that happens, and they even make fun... In the script of the movie, the guy who comes in, like the... the what is he? Like the, his friend comes in and says... And he says, I think she's dead. And he's he's like... The stripper's dead? This isn't like in the 90s. You know, like making fun of all those movies from the 90s where the stripper's dead. Well, he's saying, it's your bachelor party and you killed the stripper. Is this the 90s? That's what he's talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Those movies, all I mean, those that's movies. very specific. There's so many movies in the 90s where the stripper dies. And then the whole thing is, we got to cover up our trail. And these two boys try and cover up the trail. Doesn't really work. They're not them. boys anymore. They're grown men. I'm just calling them boys, as in I know. they're just losers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because they're both fuck-ups and fuckwits and just, <laughs> yuck. I mean, as soon as she goes in that room with the bachelor party men, you're you grossed like, out. Yuck. You know? It does make you feel a bit yuck. Oh, but, but hey, Scully, we're just killing all of culture by not wanting men to be disgusting pervs and wanting to rape women at a bachelor party, aren't we? We're killing... We're just no fun. We're no fun anymore. Right? True. That one guy said to her, why do you have to ruin everything? Yeah. When he wanted to take her home and have sex with her because he was excited that she was really drunk. And then mm-hmm. she's not. And he's like, why do you have to ruin everything by being a bitch? <laughs> it's like... Right. So that's, yeah, we've pretty much come through. That's, there's also on top of all that, there's some really good performances. I think so. Like, like there are even tiny little small performances, which I love. The lady from Year of the Dog. Mm-hmm. She's in it for about a minute and a half. I was like, wow, she's like, feels like a real person in this. <laughs> Molly Shannon. I love how you think of her as that woman when she was on Saturday Night Live for like ever and ever. Which I never watched. <laughs> But Year of the Dog is my uh, <laughs> benchmark for that lady. Um, so uh, let's go on to the cast here. We got Carrie Mulligan as Cassandra. And uh, she's a British actress who you'll know from one of my favorite movies. You know which one that is? No. It's Drive. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I've not actually seen her that much since Drive. I've not seen her in a mm-hmm. ton of movies. She has been in a bunch of movies, but not what I've been watching. But um, I, I think she was fantastic in this. She, she like, pulls, nails it. Like, um, I'm not thinking of her. I'm thinking of this character and how... How fed up she is. Yeah. I love when she's working in the coffee shop and she's just got this certain attitude that's funny. Like, because she's kind of so disconnected, it's, it's just funny. Disconnected's perfect. And she's <laughs> super focused on the fact that her friend... That's her whole focus of her life is right. just 
can't let go of it. And I totally identify with that. Oh, she um, plays it really perfectly. And then she has to like do all these. I mean, she has to do this scene. That scene at the end is pretty hardcore. Like the very, she's got many different scenes with these different men where she's, you know, Trapping them, basically, entrapment. Basically, yeah, it wouldn't be allowed, that kind of thing, would it? If you well, were she's a not a legal person or anything. No. She doesn't care about them. But she, she knows exactly what's going to happen. If she pretends to be drunk, some sleazeball's going to try and take her home, right? Right. Every time. It just never fails. Like Her book was very full. She yeah, keeps a book. She- so, yeah. <laughs> You're like, damn, girl, that's a lot. Yeah, so um, I think she did a fantastic job, and there's... You know, this movie's coming up in the award season about to come up. I wouldn't be surprised if she was up there with the... Mm. You know, it's a fantastic performance. Adam Brody plays Jerry. Adam Brody's the first guy who you said... I want to know what happened to to that guy. (laughs) But we kind of know. She's basically just lecturing them and making them scared to maybe next time you decide to pick, you know, target or be a predator and pick on a woman... You think is so drunk that she won't resist you. Next time, you might want to think about it. We've got um, her parents, played by Clancy Brown and Jennifer Coolidge. You know I'm a Clancy fan. Yeah? Are you a Jennifer Coolidge fan? Yeah, she's fine. I mean, they were good, their parents, because <laughs> they just they want her to be normal. In, <laughs> in their, what their eyes is, is normal. But she's 30, she lives at home. They even buy her a birthday present, which is a suitcase. To basically get out. Like, they, But they want to, like, you know, have a... Go and find somebody and do, like, what other people do. We don't... You just seem sad. Because we have to remember, she was at medical school when all this happened. And, and she was very good at it. Right. And yet she quit because her friend needed... She Her friend basically couldn't cope anymore with life after she was raped. And this friend quit school also to like take care of her. Now I don't, we didn't get a full picture of the whole story, but that's how much of an impact it had on her. And so she's, she was really good at medical school. She was almost done in fact. And since then she's been working at crappy jobs, like a cafe, like a coffee shop. And And her parents are like, they think, I don't think it's a crappy job. Their parents are thinking it's a crappy job compared to what she could be doing. And the uh, scene where Clancy Brown comes after the dinner and he says, like, we, you know, I, we loved, what was she called, a friend? <gasps> you forgot her name? Yeah. Nina. Nina. That was kind of the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I just forgot it for a second. <laughs> Nina. But that was a good scene because he he showed emotion but didn't at the same time mm-hmm. because he's the type of guy who's pretty... You know, no, he's not show, showy. Um, we've got Laverne Cox, who plays a friend, Gail, Gail who works in the cafe, yeah. you know, owns the cafe, actually. Looks like it, yeah. Um, now, she's from uh, Orange is the New Black, and I really liked her in that. Yeah. Uh, and in here, it was good, too, because she had, she kind of, it was clear why they were good friends, because they both had, like, a kind of fucked up... <laughs> Snarky. ...kind of look at li- the way life works. Um who else did we have? Bo Burnham, who uh, plays Ryan, the doctor she falls in love with. Or does she? That's the question. We've already spoiled everything else. Um, Bo Burnham's a YouTuber. You know that? Mm-mm. Oh, he's a YouTuber who uh, broke out of YouTube. So now is he a movier? Is, is that what we're mo- calling people? Mo-tu- MooTuber. 
Now he's a movier. I just think YouTuber is funny because what that doesn't mean anything. No. Well, anyway. So if you say I'm a booker, <laughs> you do what? I'm a booker. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a movier. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It, it really doesn't, no. Um, <laughs> what did you think of him? He was good. I he had the right kind of, mm, I don't know. I mean, he's a kid doctor. So yeah. he's not like, he doesn't have a big personality or anything, though. No. He just kind of matched her snarkiness a little bit, which I, I liked. I felt them when they were, like, first meeting and exchanging it. There was some really good dialogue between them. And it felt mm-hmm. natural, like um, like he... The way, you know, he said, you might you might as well spit in my coffee, because... Um, he said know. something obnoxious. And, and so, so she does spit in the coffee, <laughs> and then he drinks it. It's just real, like, I like the dialogue, and I like the rapport between them both. Um, and, uh, oh, Christopher Mintz-Platt, who was the one, you know, from Kick-Ass, is w- what he was from. He plays a creep. Mm. Pretty good creep, too, because his thing was... Oh, they were doing cocaine, weren't they? There's a lot of creeps in this movie. Yeah. And like you said, unfortunately, it doesn't make male persons seem very... There's not like a good one except for the dad. I mean, him as a doctor, that guy, you want to go, well, yeah, but he's look, he's a nice guy. And then his expl- Then when you find out that he's he wasn't participating in the horrible thing, but he was there and he's like, we were kids, we were dumb, we were young. And then you're like, oh, you're not... You're not great after all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, Alison Brie is also in there. That that scene with Alison Brie. Yeah, she's from Mad Men. Trudy from Mad Men. Mm, that was good. Uh, yeah, that scene where she goes to have <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, so, what? Who's this directed by? It's directed by Emerald Fennell. Now, this is a. She's done another film, but this one. Um, she's generally an actress, and she is the actress who plays Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. Mm, right. Um, so she's the director, and I think this is fantastically. I like the I like the whole thing. I like the the direction of it. It's I like the cinematography. It's really kind of speaks to me a bit. The cinematography. Does it you? Mm-hmm. I like the. The set and the art design and the costuming, the whole thing's like really, you can tell like there's a lot of work being put into everything, you know? Even the costuming is like really spot on for every, everybody. Kind of changes throughout the film as well, if you've noticed. Her, mm-hmm. And her, they do this thing with her nail, the color on her nails. And yep. uh, also like when there's something, they put a number on the screen, like a Roman numerals number on the screen with this real thud when it happens. And it kind of, it builds the anticipation. You're like, oh shit, like here's a num when this number comes on, this is a major thing that's about to happen. And it, is there four of them altogether? Well, there's five. Yes. If you're in- Oh yeah, because the last one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that they, I think that works really well because it gives it this, oh, like, uh, like there's a foreboding thing about to occur. Like, something bad's going to happen. So, um, what are the IMDb reviews? Well, the IMDb reviews are really when you go to find one-star reviews and make fun of them because you disagree with them or, uh, you know, commiserate with them when you agree. All right, this guy says, 
<clears throat> Wasted Potential. I watched the trailer for this movie, and I thought the plot would be this. A woman tries to find justice for a friend who was raped and murdered, but does it through violence, and she learns something that makes her realize that she should move on. And I was excited about that. Why? Because that's like a billion other movies, right? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, there's tons of, like, somebody gets revenge on somebody and uses violence. Yeah, but then he's saying, but then he wants her to realize that she needs to move on, and then that's the actual point of the movie. No, there's not a lot of those. That's what he's saying. He wants to see a movie where they want to do violence, but then they realize they need to move on. Right. Uh, And I was excited, genuinely, to watch that movie. But no, the first five minutes are fine. It promises an interesting premise, but then it becomes a romantic comedy. And it suddenly, at around minute 80, becomes a forced mashup of rom-com and thriller. I guess people who like this movie are people who believe that all men in the US are one-dimensional deceitful losers. The issue of rape and its effects on individuals are non-existent after minute 58 until minute 78. And it merely mentioned superficially on a couple of scenes before that. So I didn't get why people are considering this to be anti-rape female empowerment movie. It's a rom-com movie with a thriller twist. It was boring. Disagree with a lot of that. (laughs) But also kind of impressed with the uh, minute management. Yeah, this person made notes. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This person says, comedy. Did I laugh or finding anything remotely funny? No. Crime. Would I get a better fix of crime watching a random Law and Order episode? Yes. Drama. Was the drama captivating? No. Would I recommend this movie? No. I want two hours of my life back. Okay. It's that guy. <laughs> that. Well, one of many who love to say, I want my life back. This guy says, we kept waiting for it to get better, for Cassie to extract some kind of revenge on the people who destroyed her best friend's life. So much potential. So boring. Don't waste your money. Boring because it wasn't revenge enough for these people? You I mean, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they want, like, full-on, like, revenge. I spit on your grave There's revenge. a movie called Revenge, or Kill Bill, that yeah. kind of revenge, yeah. Not just, like, I mean, this is really, old, like, revenge from from beyond the grave? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really good revenge, because it's, like, revenge that was so calculated... It happens when the person's dead. You mean this one? Yes. This movie. Oh, right. I mean, that's what makes this great. Like, this is all this is really good revenge. <laughs> I mean, it's so calculated. It's heartbreaking, but yeah. Yeah, but what she did was like, you know, right to the... She made sure that nobody got away with anything. Like, <laughs> which is a good, satisfying revenge, if you think about it. Uh, and finally, this guy says, What a waste of time. Feel robbed of precious time. That's unfortunate. He feels robbed of precious time. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, in conclusion, on a promising young woman, I am giving this movie nine out of ten. Oh my star. goodness! Yes, that seems really hard. I think it was. I liked everything. I liked Carrie Mulligan a lot. I liked the the way it looked. I liked the script. All, didn't mention there's some awesome pop music in this movie, like mm-hmm. used. Including like an orchestral version of Toxic by Britney Spears, which is like 
almost perfect for what's about to happen. Um, I love that. There's Paris Hilton. There's Paris Hilton. There's Charlie XCX. <laughs> there's all kinds of... Po- oh, there's a Spice Girls at one point. There's all kinds of like music that you don't think fits in this movie, but it does, which I like. I like that when they go kind of, what can we put in here that's unique? Um, so, yeah, I really love it. Nine out of ten. Dang. And I'm going <laughs> to give This is it... the part where you give us go. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it seven. I'm going to the nine category. Um, seven as in it's quality for what it is. I mean, it's not earth shattering to me. It's not a brand new idea of any kind. It's well made. But I do think I will. It'll blend in after a while. You this know? will not. I, I, I can already know I want to see it again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, there are no extras because we watched it on video on demand, but th- them's the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you. It'll be on Blu-ray and 4K, I'm assuming, in a couple of months' time because it only just came on video on demand. So thank you for Universal for letting us watch that. Movie recommendations. I am going with... Drive, you know why? Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Another movie I, I need to watch soon again. And uh, Kill Bill, the ultimate revenge movie. Uh, you can, it is, isn't it? I don't know if it's the ultimate one because we have, it of is course, in the past, we have Deliverance. Dirty Harry, Deliverance. We have, that's not what I was thinking of. Um, Death Wish. Death Wish, yeah. And there's a lot of that going on. And all in the, the ice bit on your graves yeah. and Yeah. You know. Um I don't mind that remake of I Spit on Your Grave. Hmm. Which I think you've seen the remake but not the original. Correct. I don't mind that remake. I think it is bravely hardcore. Like it really goes for it. Is I was watching it, I was like, wow. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It gets crazy. Um but that's a totally different revenge film to this one. And so, here's the deal. If you don't like revenge movies and it starts to feel like someone's getting revenge for something done wrong to them just turn it off yes they're not trying to like make you upset or cause you any trauma it's a movie it's a story just turn it off and then go watch something else and so pretty simple what are you recommending my recommendations are going back to the 80s like I said and uh, we're still in 1980 and this week is Star Wars Episode Five: The Shining. Do you remember that one? <laughs> um, Wait, yes. I forgot to put the slash between my two movies, which would be Star Wars Episode four, Five and The Shining. So Episode Five would be The Empire Strikes Back. Correct. A lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie, but and not I'm not mine. recommending these for quality reasons, even though The Shining and Episode Five are good to me. Um, they just happen to be in the 80s, and I'm making a list of all the movies I've seen from the 80s, and here's two of them. Well, and they are good movies. <laughs> yes. I agree. <laughs> um, and uh, Ace Scully stuff, I've been playing on my PS5 quite a lot this week. been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. How do you like Assassin's Creed Valhalla? It's fun to watch. It's I mean, a, I can only handle so much, but yeah, it's fun. It's a uh, it's Assassin's Creed. You know they make one every couple of years or so, and this time it is Vikings in like 849 AD. I can never comprehend t- uh, dates properly. Why? Know? Yes. 
Like, like when that was exactly? What's the year again? 849. 849? AD. Right, so, right, so that's in this, you know, after. Yes. Right, so right now it's 2021. Anno Domini. 2021. And that was 400, whatever you said. 849 AD. 849, so, you know. 2000 minus 800 is how many years ago it was. That's all there is to it, really. So, um, yeah, it takes place in those. And it is the Viking. It starts off in Norway, which is kind of cool. Like, for the first four or five hours, you're playing in Norway. And then the Vikings decide to go and invade England, which in the which is what the history books tells us. And uh, then you uh, set into England, and uh, it's time to kill those filthy Saxons. <laughs> Which would be the British people of those times. Um, Just remember what I told you. The only people probably writing all that shit down were the people in England. Yeah. So whatever whatever history has been written down, don't know. You know, so, every, everything's open to interpretation. There's a lot of, um, the, the, they call them, you know, they also shit on them. The Christians, they call them a lot. Right. You know, they're ready to kill the Christians, slaughter the Christians. There's a lot. I mean... Assassin's Creed likes to be historically accurate as they can be. They like to include real people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, now I'm not super familiar with Vikings and all the different Norse stuff and the mytho. Actually, this uh, game goes a bit crazy at some points. There's a point where you go to this witchy lady and she lets you drink a potion, like a brew, to learn about your ancestors and you actually funnily enough end up in asgard which um doesn't exist <laughs> but so they, you say but they found a clever you know they found a cool way of like it's it basically you're playing an hallucination like you're in this cat you know you drink this stuff and then you're playing out this whole story in asgard and you meet thor and you know all the things that you know of the you might you remember like the bifrost bridge you know that from Asgard. Yep. Well, I know that from Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, and the Keeper, and you meet Loki, and you meet Thor, and, you know, they really have some fun with the Viking thing, because, I mean, all that stuff is cool. There's monsters, you know, but then they separate it in that way as she's just, you know, the witch is giving her a potion, and she relives that part. Right. But when she does relive that part, it's like full-on missions where you go after, like, you know, mythological creatures, and... I like the way they separated that up because they are basically saying that's not what she's doing, but like let's have some fun over there with that stuff. So um, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Is, I'm playing it on the PlayStation Five. Really fast load times, really fun. I just like there's so many things on the map to go and do. Like you, whenever you load it up, you're like, what can I do? There's so many things. So uh, yeah, I love it. Um, the other thing this this week is uh, what Marvel. The MCU um, has not had anything since Avengers Endgame. New this week is uh, Marvel's WandaVision, which we have not seen yet, but we're about to watch the first two episodes tonight. Sid Talk, do you know that? I did not know that. This is, this is news <laughs> flash. Well, they uh, put two episodes out in, uh, in one day, so we're going to watch them both. Um, WandaVision. Uh, I'm a, if there's anything next to Star Wars that I love, it's Marvel, right? Oh, my. That's, well, you know that's that. big right there. The uh, Marvel movies just really, I just love them. So um, continuing in the Marvel universe here with the, we even watched all the Netflix shows. 
all of them, right? And they were good. Yeah, they were great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Disney and Marvel are going to do now because these are actually using the people from the movies. You know, it's not like a spin-off. It's actually a continuation of the of the movies. Exciting. So uh, what is for dinner? What do you want? I want uh, the burger with the uh, fake meat. There you go. That's what we're having. The burger with the fake meat. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise known as Impossible Whopper. And uh, what is your advice? My we'll- advice is, isn't advice. Um, it's just an acceptance of reality. <laughs> that you cannot win in society? In what would you call it? Like, you could win a game of tennis, right? <laughs> um, probably not. I mean, you and I, if you played against me, you would win, yes. (laughs) I mean, it's a game. There are rules. You follow the rules. You use the equipment. At the end, whoever, you know, comes out the victor is the winner. In a conversation or in life or governing a body of people or having a group of people in your life with things to discuss, you cannot win. There is no end to the, oh, well, right? I'm not sure what that is. (laughs) Well, if you say, okay, me, there's me. People know me. They've known me my whole life. You haven't known me my whole life, but you know me long enough. I say, if I say the words, I'm going to do some gardening, someone will say, oh, well, you're not really a gardener. You've only just started. I've been gardening my whole life. Okay, so I lose that one. I'm not a gardener. Okay. I say, okay, well, I'm not a gardener, but I do like to grow tomatoes. Oh, well, you don't really grow them right. Because the way my grandma did it, you don't do it that way. So it's not right. I'm like, okay, so I don't grow tomatoes right. So I'll grow something else. Well, you don't do that right. Because you don't put the manure and you just... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, there is no winning. Right? Now, that's just actually a task that I'm trying to accomplish. And I get bit, I get snarty, snotty comments all the time. There's always one. Always in my little posts. Or, you know, oh, I've made bread today. Oh, well, I've been making that bread since I was 10. This all sounds like the same person, but they're actually multiple people having these comments. You can only do one impression. (laughs) It's my impression when I read the comment. Oh, well, I've been doing that since I was a kid. I don't know why you think it's so hard. Okay, so I shouldn't be glad that I just made a loaf of bread for the first time ever. Like, that's not an accomplishment. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I can't, you cannot win. If you say, I'm going to get married, but I don't want any kids. Oh, well, we uh, we love our son more than life. He gives us a whole life meaning. Oh, okay, well, then I'll have a couple kids. Someone else who has three kids says, oh, you've only got two kids? Well, that's nothing. Someone else who has no kids who thinks having children is lame is like, ooh, you're considering having children and overpopulating the planet? No, that's terrible. Someone else who has 10 kids <laughs> says, you're all a bunch of losers. Like, you're, you know, look at me how great I am. I'm repopulating. I'm spreading, spreading DNA, whatever. Again, you can't win that. There is no right thing to do in those situations. And it feels like you put stuff out into the world over and over and over. Just like you in the computer world. You buy an Asus and... A whole wave of Asus sucks. You're so stupid and lame for buying Asus. Or you buy Adidas pants. Don't say Adidas, it's Adidas. And Adidas is stupid. Nike's the best. I don't play PlayStation. I play Xbox because PlayStation's stupid. I mean, 
after a while, you can feel like you've been ground into the dirt, you know? And that's one of the quotes I feel like I've gotten this advice from multiple people who are all now dead, sadly, men in my life, that don't let the bastards grind you down. And that's what they're talking about. There is no end to how many times you can lose against other people who think they're right. What you can do is just keep doing what you're doing. As long as you're not harming people on purpose, just keep doing what you're doing. And if someone wants to bitch about it or make you feel like a loser, just ignore them or get rid of them out of your life. It's really not that big a deal. Um, so there's just no winning. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> if we say we're going to have Impossible Whopper for supper, oh my God, I get comments. Oh, Impossible Whopper is made with the same thing they put in plastic. Oh, why don't you want me to eat meat? I don't care if you eat meat. Yeah, but you're a vegetarian. I am a vegetarian. I don't care if you eat meat. Yeah, but vegetarians are all like animal rights activists, but not me. Yeah, but they all are. Like, those are the conversations <laughs> where you're like, I'm up against this tidal wave of whatever. And I just have to like, like deflate it and be like, you know what? You do you. I'll do me. All Take right. A deep breath and move on. So for supper, we're having Impossible Whoppers, and I'm going to do some gardening, and I'm going to bake cookies the way I want to bake cookies. And I'm going to play on the PlayStation. Exactly. (laughs) You also have other things, but yeah, exactly. And um, we don't have children, and we are vegetarian, and I don't believe in any gods, and so maybe I just feel a lot of pushback on a regular basis because of more larger groups have the opposite, and individuals in those groups just really seem to thrive on poking at you because you're not them, you know? Well said. Well, well done. Well said. It's long. All right. You can um, catch us on com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. This podcast is available on the Google Play Store, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, actually anywhere where podcasts are available, you can find us. Email Feedback to me, ascoli, ascoli.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She does, despises you all. I do not. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and stay classy. Um, this movie, Promising Young Woman. It was very promising and very great. Nice. So I'm going to say think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>